0: The David
1: Bowers. Hello once again and welcome aboard, everyone. It is the David Bowers Awards. The only show that is always an awards show. There's so many now that one more heck. would be like, you know, hay in a haystack. It's they're all over the place. Uh, it's like Chicken Man.
2: He's everywhere. He's, he's everywhere, everywhere. He's everywhere. I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, now that we've totally destroyed the first minute. <laughs> We've got a really, really good show for you today. We've got a couple of exciting new artists. And uh, yeah, for those of you who are old enough to remember, really big shoe. Uh, (laughs) Completely, my train of thought is completely derailed here. (laughs) Anyway, it's all about the music and the people who make it. And I think we're going to go to that right now, ladies and gentlemen. Here is recent Uh, The David Bowers Awards Award winner Mikaelin Mikaelin Hay And uh, a gentleman By the name of Jordan Matthew It's called Safe Love
3: Wake me up Just to say Goodbye The sun ain't up I don't mind if my day goes wrong, at least it started right. And even if I miss the bus today and have to walk uphill the whole damn way, I'd still be thinking of the moment when you woke me up to say, I'll be safe
1: And there you go. That's McCalin Hay and Jordan Matthew. Now, Jordan is an independent producer and songwriter who's based in San Francisco. And he and uh, McCalin collaborated on this. McCalin is doing, uh, well, she's doing some interesting collabs. We had around a few weeks ago with a uh, collab she did with a group out of Brazil. And now, uh, well, now she's gone domestic, and uh, she has a neat dance music collab with Jordan Matthew. You can find him online. He now has a, uh, well, you can find him on Twitter at Matthew. Okay, so you go to Twitter, the letters I am followed by Jordan Matthew, all one word, no S on it, single Matthew, and uh, you can find him there, check out what he's doing, keep up with him and his music, and uh, of course, McKaylin, you're already familiar with from from her having been on the show here, and the show here is... Has just been totally destroyed so far today, and I'm sure it's probably not going to get any better. This is going to be <laughs> a uh, this is going to be a fun day, I can tell. John bon Jovial, how's the sanity down in your part of the
0: world? Well, you know, it went downhill from the first syllable, and it continues down into the basement now. So, I, I got to tell you, we're just kind <laughs> of on a on a par at the moment to just have this thing completely go to hell on us, but. You know, why not? We've been (laughs) there before, we'll be there again. Where you know, it's just part of the lifestyle,
1: (laughs) it sure is. It's just one of those things. We want to thank our listeners, we want to thank our friends in Rochester, New York, who listen to us on WRFZ FM 106.3, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And uh, we want to thank you all for being with us. Also, Mary Perry an accredited disability attorney in uh, Rochester who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. Thank you so much, Mary. We We are just blessed to have you supporting us, and we thank you so very much. Today we've got a big and busy show, and the first thing we've got coming up is our first The David Bowers Award of the Week. And this week, it is a uh, well. It's kind of an unpleasant award, as a matter of fact. If I had to, if I had to give it an award, uh, audibly, I think I'd say something like, "Because it is just, it's just one of those things, ladies and gentlemen." I was seeing, I saw in the news here recently, and those of you who follow me online uh, saw me repost it at least once, where some vendors. In Nashville at the CMA Fest, are setting up music shows at local venues, there, uh, clubs, and uh, and other places around town, and uh, they're getting artists to come in and play uh, for the thrill and uh, prestige of playing quote at unquote CMA Fest. Now these these events have no direct connection. They are not connected with CMA or the CMA fest, but it is a good chance for artists to be seen by hundreds, if not thousands of people. They might not get to c- touch this early in their careers because they're all congregated in Nashville for CMA fest. So yeah, it is quite a, uh, potentially, uh, great, uh, place for them to appear. The problem is that, uh, these independent promoters are charging the artists to play. They're telling them, okay, we'll get you into this club at CMA fest. Uh, but it's going to cost you X number of dollars to do that. And therein lies our complaint. And, uh, I think it's, I have forever thought it was wrong. Uh, matter of fact, playing for free isn't necessarily a good thing either, although there are occasions where you might make that exception. You know, if, a, uh, if an up-and-coming act got to play with, the, you know, to open for the Rolling Stones, hey, yeah, that might be worth considering doing it at no profit, no gain. But on the other hand, to play in Nashville or any other city, uh, even if it is during a festival, uh, and have to pay to play there. To me, it's a ripoff, and it disrespects the artists. It also demeans your own value. And uh, I think it will continue to go on until the artists themselves say, no more, we're not going to do it anymore. And then these promoters, as they were, uh, will have to find other means of presenting uh, talent and making money, because what's happening right now is you're playing for free in somebody else's club. The club or venue is making money. The promoter is making money. Guess who's not making any money. And I don't think I'm the only one. As a matter of fact, uh, an, an artist that we have had on the show very recently had this to say about it.
4: Hey, David, you know, in my opinion, this really all boils down to personal responsibility and sometimes lack of patience. You know, as performers, uh, we sometimes want that opportunity so bad that, especially in the in the big three, you know, I call them the big three—Nashville, in Nashville, New York, and L.A. In these places, you know, you'll go there because you want these opportunities so bad that, and, and it turns out that you're willing to jump at the first thing that sounds promising. But the thing is, in the entertainment business, a lot of stuff sounds promising, but is it really promising? And this is where you know having a good sense of of uh, business uh, and knowing this industry, this is when that comes into play. You know, you have to really weigh your options. Is it really going to further your career? Like some of these places that ask performers to play for free or even like we're talking now, to get them, to get a performer to pay them to allow them on your stay on their stage. And uh, to me, that doesn't make much sense. I mean unless it is, you know undeniably going to do something, if you have to really question it, it's probably not going to have the desired effect that you think it will. And here's the thing. If you stand up for yourself and you know your value, and that's the key to it, knowing your value, and you know how to do business in what can be a cutthroat industry, as we both know, then you can get paid, even in big cities. I play Nashville approximately five to seven times a year, and every single one of the regular venues that I play at in Music City gives me a set amount. Guaranteed with a contract. Same thing with New York City. Same thing with Los Angeles. Unless I choose to allow differently. And I won't lie, there are occasions when I will choose to allow differently because it might benefit something else that I've got going on. I might be on a tour um, I get an opportunity while I'm on the tour to, you know, to do something that I think is going to further my career. Then yeah, okay, fine. I might, work, I might work out a deal that I wouldn't normally do. But it really all boils down to performers. Uh, whenever they play for free or they pay to play, it boils down to them putting up with that kind of crap. In the end, everyone is responsible for their own decisions. Even the bad ones,
1: and there you have it. That's Mr. Thomas Claxton, who was on our show here very recently. Oh, now you've heard it not only from me, but from uh, one of the professional artists who actually has to deal with this situation. John Bon Jovial, your thoughts?
0: Oh, I have to agree to me. it's almost like Paola in reverse. and uh, it it just is it's absurd. That somebody could have a venue which could be a profitable and successful venue and say, sure, come on, get up on the stage. We'll expose you to thousands of people. Oh, got a couple hundred bucks on you that you can pay us or, or more so you can have your shot at the limelight. No, no To 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 quote the uh, the line from that old comedy show uh, in living color. Now, homie, don't play that game. Can't do that. That's just it's it's wrong. It's immoral, it's repugnant, it's just not right.
1: And there you have it. So we'd be interested in your comments. If you'd, like to, uh, if you'd like to chime in and tell us how you feel, drop us a line to david at davidbowers.com and uh, put pay to play in the subject line so we'll know coming in uh, where to direct that and uh, what the subject of the email is. Just drop us a line, David at thedavidbowers.com. Tell us how you feel about pay to play, especially if you're an artist or a venue owner or a promoter. Love to hear from the people involved in this practice. And uh, you know how we feel about it. Right now, we feel like we got to be getting on with the music because that's the name of the game. That's what we're all about, the music and the people who make it. And we're going to be talking to one of those people right after we listen to this song of his. His name is Michael Ken, and he feels like he's running out of time.
5: So far.
1: Michael, Ken, I feel like I'm running out of time. Actually, your time is just starting now, Michael. Come on in and say hello.
6: Hey, what's happening, David? You are. How's it going, Michael? I'm doing great. Hey, hey and, John Baldwin you, Yes, sir. What an yes. awesome name. <laughs> <laughs> what did I... Hey, look, that is what I call groovy. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, somebody you behind our back. Where'd you come
5: up with
0: that name, dude? The 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 host of the program uh, decided one day that uh, his sidekick was going to be called John bon Jovial. and as a result of that, it, it 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 has stuck over the years that we've done this. And then about three or what was it three four years ago, uh, one of our musical guests, I think, mis- was mistaking me for uh john bon jovi and he said
1: <laughs> can't imagine that, how they did that
0: yeah and he said you know and it, uh, david it's so great that you're working with a legend like like
6: john bon jovi. <laughs> so i am now the
0: legendary john bon jovial
6: that is about, when i first heard that name i was thinking okay wait a minute here yeah right. that's like that's like classic that's like Right there. That's pretty
1: cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, uh, that was, you know, that's something I thought of every time I heard that other guy's name and I just couldn't resist the temptation. I said, yeah, we got to have a John Bon Jovial on and, the show. And, and
0: we, have not, <laughs> yeah, I like we haven't gotten the cease that's and cool. desist letter yet.
6: <laughs> not yet. Yeah, no, I, think, I think we're I waiting. Think be cool with it. I think <laughs> that's I, good. I,
1: <laughs> oh, let's let's talk about Michael Ken. Listen, you've got yourself uh, you got yourself a great sound there, and we got another cut of yours that we're going to play in uh, in just a few minutes. But tell us a little bit about, about Michael Ken, so the people that aren't familiar with you get to know you better.
6: Well, I'm just a singer songwriter. Um, I've been in the business for like 20 years, going on 20 years, and full time. And we had spoke about this before. Um, I started my, it all started when I started playing festivals and, and live music festivals and stuff. And I broke out and started doing, you know, you know, just festivals around, you know, county fairs, that kind of thing. And a guy, a sound guy had told me, he said, look, man, I'm friends with Travis Tritt sound guy. and, I want to hook you up and maybe you can do some Up and Max. And I thought, yeah, whatever. So he said, you want to um, give me a disc or something, I'll give it to him. So I did, and then, believe it or not, it worked out. So I started opening up with Travis Tritt and David Allen Coe and a lot of big other artists and and Earl Thomas Conley, one of the older country singers, which has passed away recently. And we got to be really good friends, me and Earl did. And uh, it just took off from there. And so you know, just, I started, I've been, I've been writing music since 1986. So, so um, you're just
1: another one of them overnight sensations.
6: <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for <laughs> overnight sensation to come through, but <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
2: you hey, get,
6: you get, but I'll lose a paycheck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that. Believe mm-hmm. me, <laughs> I think we've sure. all been there at one time or another, if not forever, but uh, you got yourself yeah. a great sound there. You've got some, uh, you get some good solid background there. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, one of these nights it's going to be the overnight. What are you doing now?
6: What at this moment?
1: <laughs> well, not right at this moment, but I mean at this point in time <laughs> in your career. Gosh, oh, honey, you want what, me to tell what, you what you're doing <laughs> now?
6: That's
2: <laughs> <right>?
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, usually um, no. We actually have a big party going on here, so uh, I'm I'm stuck in a room trying to be quiet. But uh, oh, god. But I, <laughs> Yeah, well, we're, we're celebrating our soldiers. You know, I, I mean, I, let me oh, tell you, yeah. I'll just one, one second to say this, that we really appreciate all the guys and girls that have died and are serving for our country. And, uh, Amen. It means a lot to us. And, and you know, I had, I had an uncle of mine that uh, served three tours in Vietnam. He died of uh, cancer. Related to ancient arms. I you know. i sorry to hear that. Bless him. And, and, and my dad was in, in the military for years and years. And, you know, so and my granddad, so, you know, we really take it serious here. So, but yeah, we're having a little, little get together, but, um, yeah, but yeah, right now I'm the now. I've got a new album coming out. Um, I've decided to record an album. It's, uh, I go crazy. Remember the song, I go crazy. By Paul Davis. Yeah. yeah. Great oh, time. yes. Yeah. We recut cut that in Nashville with um, Jeff King from Reba McIntyre's band, guitar mm-hmm. player. Right. And it's uh, really a beautiful song. It's come out really good. We made it country. And we've got some older cuts off of that album, from my first album from 2005. And so that's what I'm really doing right now, and I'm playing some festivals. But I'm not playing a whole lot of out- live shows right now just simply because... If I blow my voice out, I can't record. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I,
1: I heard that. And for our listeners who aren't aware of this, we pre-record these shows ahead of time. So those mistakes you hear at the top of the show—well, those are all real. We didn't—we uh, didn't correct them or redub them or anything. That—that uh, that all actually happened. But this was being recorded yeah. on Memorial Day of 2019. So. uh, uh yeah. Michael, I'm really happy that you're having a uh, a get-together in tribute to all the wonderful men and women who serve and have served our country so well over the years. And we'll get you back to the party here as quickly as we can. We thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend a few minutes with us and tell us about your career and your music. Now, the name of the album coming up again is what? I Go Crazy. I Go Crazy, and that's going to be available about when?
6: Hopefully by the end of the summer. We don't have an exact date. It may be in the fall, but um, that song you played just now, Running Out of Time, is going to be part of that project.
1: Fantastic, and uh, I want to call you out right this minute you be sure and keep in touch with us let us know when the album's coming out as a matter of fact if you we uh, get a couple of tracks of it maybe we can uh, maybe we can get you scheduled to come back and uh, and go through them on the show here or at least we'll get to play one of them whatever keep in touch and let us know what's going on and when the album's going to be
6: available if you would please I would definitely do that, and I really appreciate you guys um, having me here today, too.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. John Bon Jovial, you have uh, a Jovial comment?
0: Uh, A legendary comment. Yes, I do. Uh, (laughs) Michael, once you're done with with this project that you're working on, uh, you know, of course, most musicians, the only way that they're going to go out and be making any money today because record sales just don't do it like they did 30 years ago, uh, they'll yeah. go out and tour. So what are your touring plans, uh, after, uh, you know, this project that you're working on is done and the time will permit, are you going to be sticking to the East coast? You're going to be going international. What, what are you going to do?
6: I would love to go all over. Um, I don't know yet at this time. Um, we've got, I've got promoters in Nashville right now, SB Productions, um, is promote me MK Productions, Lisa Swift with um, uh, Lisa Swift on Twitter. You guys know her. Um, They've been promoting me a Mm -hmm. lot. So hopefully we'll find somebody to back a tour. I mean, you know, like you said, it's a lot of money in the music business. You know, I heard the, the show you had going on before talking about venues having artists to pay for spots to play. You know, and it's really hard for us to get out there and get there. You have to basically have backers to get you on the road because it's a that's a very expensive thing. You got bands you have to pay um, guys, you know, to go on tour and you yeah, have to absolutely. Have, it's a very expensive move to go down the road. A lot of people go to a show and they don't realize the expense it costs for these guys to be there. I have I oh. have shows now, I have people that, that want me to come and play. And they're like, Well, we'll pay you this and we'll feed you or this or this and I'm thinking, You don't understand. It's a lot more money involved than that. <laughs> you know? Right. Well you gotta you gotta take right care in, of your
0: roadies, call you've call got insurance costs, you've got all kinds of things that you have to that you have to work on. Transportation
1: about. I mean,
6: yeah. and, room, and, meals, everything. And they don't get it. I mean it's like, you know, really? I mean like and we're independent artists, we don't have a big record label backing us and pushing us down the road. And a, there's a lot more of that now. Yeah, and, you know, that would be a wonderful thing. It'd be great to go and say, okay, good. We'll sign you and we'll put you on a bus and we'll put you on the road. You know, but at the same time, a lot of artists, young artists, don't understand. And I'm not, like I said, I've been here for 20 years. You know, once you sign on the dotted line, you owe those people that you signed off to. Oh, yeah, they owe you. You owe them that money back you know, yep. and so you have to go out here and you have to put it out. If you put it out there, you better make their money, you know. So when you're an independent artist, you're looking at, okay, I have to have backing to get down the road. I mean, it costs money. You know how it is, gas money, absolutely, you know, yep. expense, travel expenses, and staying at hotels. And then when somebody sees you on stage, you know, they're like, oh, God, well, I love this show. It's all great and everything. But guess what? If we don't make our paycheck, then we're really in the hole. You know, it's like any other business. You know, you have to play it like a business, and I've been doing it for so long that I know I've I've learned over the last five years, especially that you really have it. to 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 pay the piper, basically. You, you, you know, don't, you, you definitely don't play it have like to. it's a
0: business because it is a business, and this is what people have to realize. Gone are the days where the Fillmore East or West would uh would, would host a half dozen different bands of 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 uh, national recognition uh, you know, Cream Hendrix, Jefferson Airplane where tickets were only four dollars and fifty cents. Now you get one act and people recoil in horror because the tickets might be seventy five dollars. But the artist is getting really a very little a very small percentage Peanuts. of that seventy five dollar ticket.
6: Exactly. Exactly Michael, and it's uh, like our C D sales. I mean, you know, like I'm on iTunes, okay. You can find Michael Kent on iTunes. That'll look great. I'll sell an album, okay? Have an album. I'll come back, and, you know, you'll get, like, you know, it used to be 90, 99 cents a download, but everybody right. shares that, you know, CD Baby. Sure. Yep. By all these and by the time you get your, your royalty check, it's like, this is kind of like a joke. <laughs> you uh, know, I don't know what you're saying. Out. Michael, yeah. before we let you go, before
1: we let you go, I want to give you a chance to promote yourself here, too. I want to thank Jim Catalano for getting us together. Tell us about your Coffee Cup Series.
6: Yeah, the Coffee Cup Music Series, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not on Facebook, but on my Instagram. And you can find me on the official Michael Ken. And then also on Twitter, you can find Michael Ken at com or Michael. Kim awesome. Music, awesome. And now tell us, you'll see, the, you'll see the coffee cup music series there and you can see full videos on Instagram at the IGTV. And, and then All I'll, before we let you, you go Michael music on, on YouTube also.
1: Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but uh, we've okay. got a few seconds left. Tell us about this next song of yours. We're going to play. She don't know. She's beautiful.
6: All right. She don't know. She's beautiful. That's a song that was written. That, um, my co-writer, and I, Gene Lemons. Um, he, we, we had a little span. We were writing songs together for a little while. And I was sitting around thinking about, you know, women. You know, a lot of times women look in the mirror and they go, "Like, I just don't look very beautiful today." And their husbands going, "You look like you always do. You look beautiful." You know. So that's a tribute <laughs> to women, basically. I mean, you know, I mean, are you guys married? You guys? I know. I know you oh, are yeah. John both. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so you look bit. at your wife, and how, how many times have you seen your wife come and tell you, say, well, my hair just don't look right? And you're going, it looked like it did yesterday. It looked great. are going on look great. But they just don't yeah. feel it. So that's what the song's all about. You don't know she's beautiful, but in my eyes, she is, and that's what it's all about absolutely
1: thank you so much again for spending the time with us we'll get you back to your uh, your friends and your memorial day gathering there ladies and gentlemen it's called she don't know she's beautiful mr michael kent
5: tonight she asked me do I look alright and her green eyes they mesmerize me just like they did when Her gentle grace Her soft hand
1: and we thank him so much for uh, spending time with us today. And, uh, and uh, well, he, he was at a, a Memorial Day party, and uh, we uh, thank him for taking time away from that to share with us. We also have another group coming up that we're going to be talking to in just a few minutes. Uh, first off, we're going to run one of their tracks, uh, their current hit, as a matter of fact. These are the picture books, and the song is The Hands of Time. by the picture books. Now, unfortunately the group, the picture books for some reason, wasn't able to make it here. And, uh, we are suddenly caught with, uh, what do we got about, uh, 12, 13 minutes of time to sit here and chat. So, uh, Let's see, we've got two choices, as I see it, John Bon Jovial. You and I can sit here and chat about uh, you know, various sundry things like our uh, our personal lives, the weather, and all that kind of stuff. How or, wonderful we are, and yeah. Right, or we we could try and do something constructive, in which case I have a uh, friend that we've referred to and spoken with on many occasions who is uh, part of the team that's running the uh, local radio station that uh, is our flagship station that carries our show in Rochester, New York, WRFZ uh, 106.3 FM in Rochester, otherwise known as Rochester free radio. And uh, I thought maybe we could bring Jeff in here, and we could talk about uh, community radio, as it were, and uh, its advantage to the music business, especially uh, indie artists who don't have the uh, big label support behind them. You know, kind of an indie radio for indie artists type of thing. What do you think of that, John?
0: I think that's a capital idea, and if there's any way that you can get Jeff to agree with this, then, uh, you know, I think we should bring in a real radio guy, not us.
1: (laughs) Well, let let me wave my magic wand and see if we could could go back to the uh, Buster Brown days and I could plunk my magic twanger, but uh, whatever it takes. Let's see. Jeff, are you there?
7: I'm here, and I'm looking around for a real radio guy. You got me going. (laughs) Of course, I am the real Jeff Moulton, so.
1: That's it. I still think you should call yourself a molten lava, but that's uh, that's a story for another day. (laughs) So how are things up in uh, beautiful upstate New York?
7: Well, we're having some flooding problems up here. Lake Ontario is being pretty ugly and pretty nasty at the moment. And the politicians are doing their best to make things worse. But
1: don't they always?
7: uh, I'm high and dry at the moment, so I'm good.
1: Well, I don't know about dry, but if you're high, that's good. Uh, We were just, as you probably heard, uh, uh, postulating about the advantages of uh, local radio, community radio, and how it uh, can be used to the advantage of indie artists. And uh, since you were listening to our conversation, you should be all equipped and ready to discuss that with us.
7: Yes, by coincidence, that's something I do have a little knowledge about.
1: Well, jump right in here. Uh, first off, you can tell us a little bit about WRFZ, and uh, then you could kind of segue, if you'll pardon the radio expression, into the, the tie-in of how uh, indie artists can utilize uh, indie radio.
7: Well, I can tell you a little history of WRFC. It started back in the late 2000s where uh, Chuck McCoy, Chuck Schrader, and I were working at WBBF, and one night he just happened to mention to me that the FCC was going to be opening up some frequencies to uh, low-power stations because corporate America had taken over all the major frequencies. And he asked me if I'd be interested in joining, and I said, certainly I would. So fast forward about two or three years later, the FCC finally allocated some frequencies, and uh, he and another... uh, fellow and i uh were the original board members and uh it was interesting on that because the first meeting we had probably 40 people showed up and then the second the next meeting maybe thir- 30 people showed up and then <laughs> it got down to the three of us and so we took out the uh the frequency 106.3 fm my name is actually on license which is kind of cool and uh we started a community radio station. Now, what it is is an alternative to corporate radio. Uh, it's to- we are totally volunteer. There are absolutely no paid employees and uh, so far no benefits to me. I'm uh, the vice chairman of the corporation and Chuck is the chairman. And uh, what we do is allow people to come in and we have some certain standards. They have to sign a, a paper of what they can do and what they can't do. But basically, uh, they can't say naughty words on the radio, and they can't um, slander people. But outside of that, they can pretty much do what they want to do. So people bring in their records. People bring in their CDs. People do talk shows. uh, They bring in guests. Um, We do a lot of music shows. We do uh, current events. Uh, we do recovery shows, which are which is interesting with all the problems that going on with the opiates going on in the country right now. We're pretty much right on top of that. We're very proud of that, too. Uh, but myself, I do an oldie show. Gee, you think that who else would do an oldie show? I yeah, do absolutely. it on Saturday night. Some guy named Gabe Bowers uh, does a show on Saturday at noon Eastern. I've heard him. And uh, we have a guy who does an Elvis show, Dave Phelps. We have Lisa Feibusch who does a Beatles show. Armin Schraubach from the Great House of Guitars does a show, Armin Spins. We have, as I said, these many talk shows. Weekdays, mornings, we run a show called Democracy Now, which comes to us from Pacific Radio. And then we run Tom Hartman. And then after that, we go into pretty much local the rest of the day. Uh, We have... Uh, we do not allow, somebody asked me the other day if, if we did foreign language and I said, no, we don't do foreign language only because, uh, we don't speak the language. <laughs> we have no way to monitor what people say, so we don't do that. Uh, we don't advocate religion. People can come in and talk about religion, but they can't advocate it. And outside of that, that it's pretty much, uh, open season. So, uh, I'm pretty proud of the station. I think we, when, we've had some bumps in the road. We've had some technical problems. But overall, I think we sound pretty professional. And I, I'll put us up against any station in town here on professionality, even though they are uh, volunteers. People oh. love doing it. People love radio. That's, That's... what it is.
1: That's a fact. They've, there is still a love affair with radio. John Bon Jovi, you look like you have a question.
0: Well, yeah, Jeff. I, I want to step back a little bit because as David May or may not have told you, a lot of times I'll handle the more technical engineering aspects of the show. So, I'm curious as to the process that you went back uh, went that you went through uh, back in the early days when you were going through the planning stages of getting WRFZ on the air. Uh, when you applied for the construction permit, how long did it take for you to get it, and, and how much competition was there for the frequency?
7: Well, uh, we were fortunate because our uh, consultant at the time found us 106.3, which was between two other stations. Uh, one is on 105.9, and the other one is on one hundred six. Seven, I believe. So we squeezed right in there, and nobody complained. You know, we sat we sat on our thumbs for a while, waiting for somebody to say no, that's too close, and it didn't happen. And nobody, nobody else applied for that frequency. There in Rochester, there's four or five other stations, and uh, they told us not to go after one of the frequencies because they thought they, the other group had a lock on it. So we we came up with 106.3. Our only problem with is to the north on the other side of Lake Ontario in Canada. uh, There's a CBC station that broadcasts in French, which is on 106.3. And if you know anything about FM, you know that it travels very well over water. So to the north of Rochester along the shoreline, uh, people tune us in and all they get is French. (laughs) So, <laughs> wonderful is Is
0: there any way that the f c c would let you uh, aim your antenna base more toward the north?
7: Well, we could always move it uh, but then we would lose uh listeners to the south
1: yeah, the object is to reach as well, many of true. your that's local true. listeners as you can. well, with that all in mind, and the firm foundation that you have already in the Rochester market. Now, obviously, a local station like that who is uh, free of the uh, national ties and corporate uh, rules and obligations is a lot freer to serve the local public. So you can undoubtedly reach the local people on a level that the larger corporate run stations can't. How can indie artists turn that to their advantage and utilize it for their own promotion?
7: Well, Dave, you and I have known each other for years, and, we, and what we're doing at WRFC is everything you and I have always talked about. It's everything we love. It, we're giving uh, people without a voice a voice. Uh, so indie artists, uh, we have shows that uh, that do well. Your show, of course, uh, is all indies, but we have uh, shows that play nothing but local music. Just. Monroe County and the surrounding area of nothing but local music. Uh, we do pay our licensing fees. We pay, uh, we're on top of that, so we can play uh, both on-air and online. Uh, we've paid all those fees, so we can, we can play the Beatles. We can play uh, El Martino. We can play uh, Vanilla Fudge. But we also have an opening for any indie artists that would like to come in that would like to be on the shows that we have that that do feature local music. I think we feature about, well, one of my favorite shows is a show called Rock the Rock, which is on Sunday afternoon from 1 till 4. And uh, Uncle Slosh and Judah host that show, and they have deep ties into the community of music in this area. So they actually bring in live artists, but they do play Some weeks they do nothing but play local music off CDs or the computer or whatever. So a great part of our programming is independent music and local music.
1: Wonderful. That's uh, that's excellent. And uh, you you definitely touched on what I wanted to bring out, the fact that uh, local radio like this is free of the corporate ties and can concentrate on independent and especially on local artists, which is wonderful because these artists don't get the exposure on the mainstream radio and it's nice that they have a uh, place to do this especially since they don't have the budget to uh, go around you know buying commercial time on the big stations now how would a, uh, how would an artist get their song played on an independent station such as yours
7: well in our particular case i always recommend that they uh, contact our program director, uh, go online, uh, which is rochesterfreeradio.com, and give the information that way. That's one way of doing it. They probably could, uh, in the case of uh, Rock the Rock, they could uh, contact those two guys personally. they probably be more than happy, very happy to hear from somebody who wants to be played locally. Uh, as I said, all they play is local music. Um uh, we have shows that uh, that play alternative music. So, in Indy, would uh, we occasionally get uh, CDs in the mail? And we also, of course, nowadays most music is, is uh, provided through the internet. You know, new right. artists and the, the, you know the, the reps don't come to the station anymore. They just they just Dropbox or something. Right, uh, and we do get those.
1: Okay, now let, let me ask you one quick question here before we run out of time, and I want to give you a chance to get this information in. How do they contact your station? Now, you said preferably through the program director. How do they contact him?
7: Through our website, which is rochesterfreeradio.com. That's really the best way. Um, you know, we have a phone, but being a... Being a volunteer station, we don't have uh, Jennifer Marlowe, the leggy blonde, sitting there by the <laughs> phone answering the Darn. phone. Uh, unfortunately, I would like to have that. but uh, So you can call, you can leave a message, but I highly recommend doing it online, going to our website, which is rochesterfreeradio.com.
1: Wonderful. We want to thank or you email, so
7: much. Whoops, go if, ahead. <laughs> you can email us too, which is rochesterfreeradio at gmail.com.
1: Fantastic! I want to thank you, Jeff Moulton of WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester Free Radio for stopping by and uh, going over this very important information of how indie artists can take advantage of indie radio in local markets around the United States. Now we're up to our next song, which was from the group that didn't make it here today. Uh, They call themselves The Picture Books, and this is called Electric Nights. States. The Picture Books, right here on the David Bowers Awards, where we've had a wonderful time with you all, and I hope you'll come back and join us again next week. We want to thank you for joining us here today, and also thank our guests, the Picture Books, and
0: Michael Ken, John Bon jovi The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And you can find us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, the TuneIn app, uh, Amazon Alexa device, Anywhere that you like to get your podcast, that's where you will find the David Bowers Awards. Be sure to click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ-FM. That is 106.3 Rochester Free Radio and on Blog Talk Radio. Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC for more great indie music and talk with the artists to make it happen. So until next week, for The David Bowers and our wonderful engineer Nick the Geek and all the other morons here at the Asylum, I am yours truly, the legendary John Ponjovial, saying love each other, and we will see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.